What up, everybody? And welcome to another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. My name is Carl, and I'm excited to be rocking with you guys for yet another episode. I'm excited to be here today. I have an amazing guest that I am really excited to welcome to the show. We're going to talk about Disney travel, traveling as a family, and many, many other things. So, Brittany, are you there? Hey, Carl. What? You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. You're the very first person that I've ever done a live show with that joined at the absolute 100% right time. No shade oh, in I was like... Is it now? Is it now? I'm like, I'm just going to go for it. And I wasn't sure if I was on. So I'm glad I did something right. <laughs> no shade to anyone else's joy, but Brittany literally was on when I was on. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you so very much. I know it gets tricky sometimes, but thank you so much. How are you doing you. today, Brittany? What's going on with you? I'm doing well. Really excited to be on the show. It's kind of weird to be on the show and not a listener. And I'm like, I don't know. I know it's kind of early in the day. So we have done this six packs with expat style and like had <laughs> some drinks. <laughs> Actually, you know what? The funny thing is I just got off a work call like five minutes ago, but <laughs> I put up a glass of wine. <laughs> I was like, look, I got all this wine behind me. Let me pour up a glass of wine. But nice. first, before I jump into everything, I just want to thank you for joining the show. For those of you guys who don't know, which maybe most of you people listening, uh, me and Brittany went to high school together. Like we go like way back, like faux flats. I'm like, we go way, way back. And it's just been just such an honor, just, you know, watching and, and learning from Brittany and like and the amazing things she does with her family uh, and just the amazing work that you do. Like, again, and just for also listening to the Black Expert podcast, I just want to say before we jump into it, thank you so much. I just truly appreciate you and everything you accomplished and just being an amazing human. Thank you so much for joining. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And I mean, same here to see, you know, when you went to DePaul, I guess nobody really knew like what, what would happen, like what would take off for you. And to, just to see like everything that you've done and all the places that you've been, I mean, that's amazing. So I'm happy to be a supporter, I'm happy to be here. So thank you. And if you don't mind, I just want to jump right into it. Can you just introduce, like, I know a lot about you, right? But people listening may not know or don't know. Just tell us a bit about yourself, your interests, your background, and, you know, what led you down your current career path that you have now? Sure. Well, everybody, my name is Brittany Price. Um, I am a travel agent with FTM Travel, and I'm also um, a risk management professional. So I've got two careers um, that are very different, <laughs> but... Um, Travel is one of my passions, and I am really happy to have had the opportunity to kind of turn it into an income stream. So um, that's exciting, and I really just like to help people plan things in general. So planning trips is uh, something that is just really special to me, and I'm glad that I get to do it as a, a travel planner, a travel advisor. Um, I'm in the Chicagoland area, uh, but I have clients all over uh, all over the country and uh personally i'm married i have three kids one's almost seven and i've got twins that are three um so i've traveled with them i've traveled without them i can tell you which one is better <laughs> we can talk about that later um but yeah you know that's so amazing i, I do i do have a question though what is what is risk management exactly like yeah. it sounds like a very thrilling and exciting thing because you're like, you know, <laughs> like what what is that and is it tied in any way to like travel uh, is there any way that that you incorporate your experience with risk management into like your travel planning as well? 
Um, so tangentially, I guess you can uh, correlate the two risk management. And like you said, it sounds so exciting, right? It's exciting as it sounds. Um, but it is really important because every company or most companies have a risk management department behind it. And it really helps make strategic decisions based on things that are going on internally and externally. So like to keep it super high level and not to get super bored, because I mean, it's not the most thrilling, it's not travel. Um, but, you know, we look at things like inflation. How does that affect our customers? And I work for uh, an insurance company that uh, handles lots of different types of of uh, insurance products but you know how will that impact our customers how will that impact our suppliers where what does that do to our strategic goals for the next you know one to two years in the next five to ten years things like that um and it's important because especially if you're a publicly traded company you have to make sure that you have your risk management stuff in line but um it, it's kind of like the the way we can describe it the way we try to describe it in our group is like we're not going to tell you what to do and what not to do but we will be the indicators to say you know okay if you're going to do this you know you're getting into some territory that you might not want to deal with but we're not going to make the decision for them so we kind of just like gauge things you know what that actually again it that actually is very very interesting well at least i found it very very interesting like hey y'all don't do that the stove hot don't touch it all right you touched it i told you it was gonna happen now you gotta deal with the consequences like that like it makes so much sense like when you described it you described it very well too like okay that makes sense and also i can kind of see how that correlates to travel as well it's like hey if you don't book this flight now in three months that price gonna go up all right i told you you know what i mean like okay again that's a very general way y'all i'm not not i'm just just saying it's not the same but it's it's, it's a little bit close, a little bit. So like, okay, travel, family travel, personal travel, and Disney. How did those three things kind of merge together with you, uh, well, for you um, in your emergence as a travel agent and and, and, and also a travel planner as well? Yeah, so um, I've always been a Disney person. I went to the parks when I was younger. I applied and got into the Disney college program and I didn't go, which is one of my uh, regrets in life, because I'm like, what if I could have been the CEO of Disney right now? But mm. that's the story for another day. Um, but I've always loved the parks. Um, when I got married, I was after we had our honeymoon, we had an extra week just where we weren't doing anything. And I was like, well, we should go to Disney because we were already, we came back from a cruise. We were already in Florida. My husband was like, no, like we should wait until we have kids. I don't want to go to Disney. He had never been, so he didn't really get it. Um, <laughs> so eventually we did have um, a son and we went to Disney, Walt Disney World in Florida. And it was like, okay, we probably should have came before we had him <laughs> because it, it, it was, you know, it was great. We had fun. Um, he had a good time, but there's so much to do there. There's something for everyone at those parks, no matter if you're three months old or 93 years old, like you can have a good time. And um, I think your trip is going to be based on the travel party that you're with. So it can be a completely different experience. Um but yeah, it, it kind of just comes naturally. You know, you you do what you want. You travel when it's just you or when it's you and your friends or your partner. And then once you bring kids into the mix, it's like, okay, you know, we still want to do things, but we have to bring our kids because we want them to do things too. However, things are a little bit different. So you kind of have to pivot, pivot your expectations as well as some of your plans. Um, but it's definitely doable. And you know, uh, well, I've talked about this, I think, before on like other shows that I've had is, I love Disney. 
it is i i went i went to florida when i was like eight years old with my family then when i got older uh, i went to disney world or disney i always get them mixed up that's let me let me stop talking <laughs> what's this between disney world and disneyland yeah so i always get these mixed up you and everybody else so don't feel bad um disneyland is the original park it's in california anaheim california okay. close to los angeles and while disney world is in, is the the bigger of the two it's in orlando florida okay so disneyland disneyland is in miami not miami jesus christ it's in california <laughs> anaheim disney world the big ones in florida okay How i guess i've disney never world? i've never thought about it like this but like if you think land think la mm -hmm. and then world orlando i guess that works that <laughs> or yeah, yeah. you know what? yeah okay well the, actually you know what? that makes perfect sense that actually makes sense to me okay yeah and then like the disney's well, i guess and when i went to japan i went to universal studios so like, hmm. like how are universal studios and disneyland and disney world connected are they a part they're of the not same connected thing? at all so no oh, in, in orlando they're connected by i4 and that's about it <laughs> <laughs> um i do book universal as well um i actually have a blog post that i wrote about universal's express pass when i went last november um but that's it and this is totally we could probably have a whole podcast on like misconceptions about theme parks but um that's a completely separate park and unfortunately i've had people that book walt disney world trips with me and i've given them you know e-brochures everything about the parks what what's in what park and everything and then like a month before their their trip they'll say so which park's harry potter in and i'm like <laughs> not the one you have a ticket for actually um so yeah universal is owned by comcast disney's owned by disney you know ab they own abc espn all that stuff universal's owned by comcast so it's a completely different set of um intellectual property and everything to tell me comcast with this terrible phone sir i'm sorry they, they might want to sponsor me i can't believe comcast owns <laughs> again like th these are things like you said i didn't y'all y'all see I'm, I'm super authentic on my show i had no idea that they weren't connected at all i didn't even know who owned them but like that's just so fascinating because okay one thing i learned from travel planning and having a travel company people don't read they, no no they don't <laughs> people will scam They'll read the bold text and they'll read the price. And sometimes they start with the price and then they go up. It's mm -hmm. all price person. Hey, why is this so much? Don't mm -hmm. read none of the context. They just look at the price and say, why is this so much? Anyway, but yeah, like that's just that's just so fascinating. And again, they aren't connected at all. So like, are are the Universal Studios at all connected? Because I know there's one in like Japan and I went to one in Singapore. Those are owned by Comcast or that's just a different as well. So I. I don't know for sure if the the international parks are um like have come the complete same ownership because so they are definitely affiliated to each other universal orlando and universal studios hollywood they're under the same umbrella the international parks might be slightly different um but it's still the same like um intellectual property so i know they've got a super nintendo world at the one in tokyo now which looks amazing and i really want to go um but then they've also got that some of that same stuff coming to their new park in orlando in a couple years so they share a lot of that stuff um i know disney is different in that the international parks um, are owned, like some of them are owned by certain companies. I think the one in China is like partially owned by maybe the government or like a company that's uh, pretty much owned by the government. So those international parks are different, um, but same for Disney. It's like the same type of uh, experiences that you'll have, but they're kind of owned by different people. So 
I guess to put it short, I don't book the international parks just because it's not under the like all of the same restrictions and whatnot. Um, like I can get your information on it, but I like I can't book Disneyland Paris or Shanghai Disneyland or anything like that or um, Universal Studios in other countries. So y'all heard that? Do not send her no messages. Be like, oh, can you book me here? No, she cannot. But if you're in America and you're trying to fly in from internationally, you want to go to the park, definitely hit her up. Again, she's an expert. She's been to all of them, right? With the ones in America. All of them, several times. Every time she go, I'm on Instagram. I'm like, damn, I wish I was there. So I, love, <laughs> I love Disneyland and Universe Studios. But it's just for me. Okay. I, do you run into this? It's hard for me to get like, like my guy friends, just like regular friends, like, hey, y'all, let's go to New York Studios. They're like, oh, let's go to Vegas. I'm like, ain't no rides in Vegas except that one thing that you go down the middle. <laughs> like, like the the groups that you usually work with, do you usually work with like just, you know, adults looking to travel or is it mostly Sometimes. families? Sometimes. So I do have quite a few people that are just adults that like to travel and like to do the parks. But I think, I think there's like... Like you have to break the ceiling, just like just like Jimmy, my husband. He was like, I don't want to go there until we have kids. And like the next time we went, he was like, we should have come here before we had kids. <laughs> it's like you just don't know. You you think it's Disney. You think, okay, I don't want to go hug Mickey Mouse. I don't want to. And by the way, if you're a grown person there by yourself, Mickey probably doesn't want to hug you either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would, but like if you're being creepy, probably not. Um, but you know you think that's what you're thinking. Like, I don't want to go ride Dumbo. I'm, you know, 25, 30 years old. I just want to go have fun. Guess what? Like you absolutely can. You can go ride the thrill rides because there are a ton of thrill rides. You can't, I shouldn't say a ton because when you think a ton, you think like Cedar Point or something like that, but there's a good amount of thrill rides and they're not just like, it's not like you're just going to wait in line and get on a roller coaster and get off. They are legit experiences. Um, some of the the ride cues or the lines for the rides are just as exciting as the rides in some cases. And this is for a good amount of universal rides um, as well as Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard to kind of break through to people that don't know. But once you go and it's like, hey, I just, and not that everything's about alcohol, but I mean, it, it's, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, you you can drink around the world in Epcot. And I'm not saying you have to because it's a lot of pavilions and you would probably be messed up halfway through. At least I would. But, you know, you, you can go for the Food and Wine Festival or one of the other Epcot festivals. They've got concerts there. Um, you can you can do you can take advantage of some of the tours they have um it's not all about little kids or princesses and stuff like you can absolutely have a good time there as an adult you can do a tequila tasting class um a sangria making class just and again everything isn't about alcohol but that's just what i'm thinking that's what, that's what's coming up in my mind don't judge me you guys but um there's a ton of stuff for you to do without kids. And if kids, like if kids being there bothers you, not gonna lie, a theme park's probably not the place for you. But for me, as long as it's not my kids and I'm not expected <laughs> to help them at all, I do not care. <laughs> they can be wherever as long as I'm not responsible for them. So um, I think you yeah. just gotta get them there. Once you get your friends there, uh, I think that they'll be happy. I've never met anybody that has gone and said, I regret going. Yeah, and like I'm assuming that the kids aren't at the tequila tastings. It's not like, hey no, guys, no. put your kids behind the rope. You guys, you know what I mean? So like, like so 
So the adult-centric and the adult-centered activities, again, are for the adults. So it's like, yeah. if you do want to go, you got to walk past some kids, yeah. And you can yeah. like give them a little stiff form if you need to. No, I'm joking. Don't do that, child. <laughs> I like, mean. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody run into you. Oh, go ahead, little, little dude. But like, yeah, there, there, there's still that, that opportunity to have adult experiences without kids being the central part of it, which, again, I didn't know about. Well, I, I knew about Disney, but I never experienced it because my friends don't want to go. And for me, I just like to ride rides. I just mm-hmm. want to ride all the rides, all the roller coasters. And if the kid's too small, you got to stand over there with your cousins, just like I did when I was too short to go on the rides. Like, that's like a rite of passage growing up. You yeah. got to wait. You got to see everybody else having fun. So that way, when you finally tall enough, you know, unless you don't grow up past that height, which, again, I'm sorry if you're listening and you're not. That's all. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, I, went down, I went down the rabbit hole, y'all. I you did? <laughs> Sorry, y'all know I'm trying to be inclusive. inclusive this is a inclusive. live broadcast. You can't edit this. <laughs> I am not. Y'all know I'll be editing my podcast. Y'all, y'all gonna get, get. I apologize later. Um, but, but but I'm sorry, Carl. Just like to add on to that too, like Universal is a really really good place for adults to go, especially if you ever liked Harry Potter or like in my case, I didn't. I I've never read a Harry Potter book. Like. I never got into it. It was a thick book. I was like, nope. Um, but the lands are amazing. The storytelling is amazing. And this is at Universal Orlando. And Universal Hollywood has it a little bit, but it's much more expansive than Universal Orlando. I mean, it is an experience like no other. Disney is really known for theming. Uh, Universal really stepped their game up and like matched Disney with the theming for the Harry Potter areas. So if you ever, you know, had an interest in Harry Potter, I would say definitely like you should go and experience that. And then even if it's not Harry Potter, um, Universal has some amazing rides. Velocicoaster is a new ride there. Um, I'm kind of a chicken when it comes to roller coasters. <laughs> Last time I went to Six Flags Great America, I rode the Raging Bull and I was like, I don't think I'm I don't think my body can do this anymore. I had to go home. <laughs> um, but they just the rides there are really awesome. Um definitely worth going to without kids so you know uh a little aside before i ask my uh my my next question uh the funny story about the raging bull and six flags great america the first time i wrote it uh i wrote it with a psychopath Um, his name was jimmy price uh, because he was like hey yeah let's sit at the front so it was me jimmy steve Uh, at the front of the Rage of Bull. Now, for those of you guys who don't know what the Rage of Bull is, back in the day, and even I think still to this day, it's still there. They got like two wild ass drops. You just drop out of the sky and they like super deep. And if you're at the front and at the back, you feel all of it. And uh, again, I have been out of the game of roller coaster riding for a short period of time at that point. And it was not the best first ride back into the game that you take. And especially not with, you know, that crazy man, Jimmy's like, let's sit in the front and then let's go again and sit in the back. I'm like, man, that sound, that sound ridiculous. So yeah, I wouldn't recommend it unless, you know, you're down for the cause, but I've seen it knock out many a great people from riding rides <laughs> after watching Riding the Raging Bull. It is a fun ride, but man, whoo, them first two drops. So funny story, the last time I rode it was with those same two people and we <laughs> all three of us had headaches afterwards and we are like, yeah, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> I could do the the medium roller coaster, like Tower of Terror or something like that, like something indoors, like the little uh, 3D ones to be moving around. Like I like those now, but the big roller coasters, I don't know. I gotta be, I gotta have at least one glass of my new wine that I drink. 
<laughs> no, don't drink wine before. Uh, <laughs> but then honestly, like I feel like Disney rides are like they're just enough like mm. it's fun it's some drops it's some loops in a couple of them but i'm not gonna get off hating my life <laughs> it's just enough <laughs> oh thank you thank you for this this was this was very good i i could do this again someday yes that is the vibes we're going for with disney rides <laughs> so like with inflation uh and you know with the cost of everything now is disney still mm. a good like still a good option for people to go on their own or with groups or with families yeah, so my my answer to this is yes. Um, it comes with a caveat because Disney prices, they are not really susceptible to normal inflation because Disney's gonna go up on their prices every year regardless. <laughs> like Disney, Disney has their own inflation. So I would say, you know, it's hard because the gas prices are so high. Rental car prices are high if you wanted to, you know, to get a rental or, or drive down or something. Obviously, flights are ridiculous. We drove last time. We went um, like three weeks, two weeks, three weeks ago. I don't know. We went Memorial Day week and we drove for a few reasons, but it was definitely cheaper than flying for the five of us. It would have been almost $3,000 just to get to Orlando, which is ridiculous. Um, but you got to consider the cost to get there. So that's an inflation uh, concern as well as food costs that may change. Um, but it's already higher than what you would probably spend at home. And then even when you're at home, those prices have gone up too. So my thoughts about that, just like quick thoughts is if you were planning, if you wanted to go on a vacation, Disney, Universal, all-inclusive, whatever, a cruise, I would say book it as soon as you can. Um, because for Disney, Universal, well, Disney Parks, Universal Parks, um, and Disney Cruise Line, when you put your deposit down, you're locking in the rate that it is now rather than waiting until, you know, later this year or next year when the rates maybe go up. So that way you can at least get whatever the price is now and not anything higher. And then if a discount comes out for the parks, so Universal, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, if if it's applicable to your dates, like I can go in and update the uh, promotion so you can get the lower rate but at least if you get in there before they raise ticket prices or raise the resort prices you can try to get you know the lower price that the current price instead of something higher so if people wanted to inquire about your services and use you as and I, again i highly recommend this y'all because if you haven't booked disney before if you haven't been uh talk to an expert Again, people are like, oh, I can do it myself. No, yeah, you probably could, but no, you can't. You can't do it as well as Brittany can. So if people wanted to inquire and you know and, and, and reach out to you to use your services, how would they get in contact with you and find you to be their personal Disney travel experience agent? Well, thanks, Carl. And I 100% agree, you know, it's a full-time job to keep up with what's going on at these parks, what the different requirements are, how to get dining, how to make sure that you get a lightning lane so you can get on the ride you want. It's just a lot to keep up with. They don't make it easy. It ain't like just showing up at Six Flags. Um, so if you'd like to reach out to me, um, my name is Brittany with an I. It's probably in the, ep it is in the episode description. So it's Brittany at F like Frank, T like Tom, M like Mike. Actually, I should use the correct word. So it's F like fairy, T like trip, and M like mother, 
ftmtravel.com, Brittany at ftmtravel.com, or you can go to ftmtravel.com slash Brittany dash price. Um, and you'll see my information there and you can fill out an inquiry there. And really, when you fill out those inquiries, make sure you guys have all, uh, anybody that's going with you, if you're going solo, if you're going solo, it's easy. Go on to other people. Make sure you get everybody details and stuff ready because that's important. You need to know, like, have a budget in mind, all that stuff, just so you can get everything done as quickly as you can, but also as efficiently as you can. Efficiency is key, but also to give you the best, really realistic picture and view of what you, the type of experience that you can have with which, and also the type of experience that you're looking to have as well. So the more information and the more clear, concise, and prepared information, the better. Is that, is that right? I don't want to be saying stuff. Is that, oh, is that preach. Oh, no, you know. You know how it is. <laughs> like it, when you had your travel company, if I were to just email you and be like, hey, Carl, I think I want to go on a safari. That's it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no dates, no people, no budget. No, I don't even know where I want to go. I can't tell you how many times I get just random requests. I mean, I get it. Sometimes you just want to go somewhere, but you got to give me something. And, and the thing is, is, at least like, again, like you said, know where you want to go and like, you know, for how long. But again, the more information about it. And yeah. the reason why I say, like people always think, oh, you just complain. No, it's not that. It's just that uh, the more information you give us, the better we're able to curate and get give you the best possible deals and the best possible experience. So mm-hmm. when you give more, it's not for us. Like, yeah, it, it helps. But it's really for you because then we're able to be at our best and serve you best. So um, that's why I always say that to people who like in and most professions, right? The more you give, the better, uh, especially in therapy. Talk to your therapist, y'all. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta stop uh, having secrets. Again, ha- when you have a secret, and you're trying to book a trip. They don't really help you. Kind of hurt you. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> when it comes to travel, Brittany, like, what passions, if any, have you discovered just from like all of your travel experiences and just working, um, like, in the two fields that you currently work in as well? Um, I so. I don't necessarily know if I'd call them passions, but just like things that I've really gotten appreciations for. Um, I am an av geek. Like I love aviation. I love planes. I've always loved planes. When we used to like when I was younger, we we traveled, but we take like Greyhound <laughs> quite a bit. Um, but we'd drop our uh, like family members off at the airport, and I would legit. And I won't say how old I was because it may include some double digit years, but. Um, like I would cry when I'd leave the airport and like not be getting on a plane <laughs> because I just love them. Um, and I'm still like that. One of my favorite places that I've been is Maho Beach in St. Martin uh, because it's the beach where their planes land right um, right behind the beach. The airport is like, it's a two lane road and then it's the beach, a two lane road and the airport runway. Um, and some really big planes land there. And yeah, that I just love planes. Um, and I guess I love what what they stand for because they can take you so many places, um, which is just cool in itself. Um, when cruising, it's really kind of crazy to look out at the ocean and realize how vast it is and how, I mean, it, the world is just huge. You never feel smaller to me anyway. I've never felt smaller than being on a cruise ship and just like looking out and seeing nothing and realizing yeah. that it's so much out there, especially as a non-swimmer, you know, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, uh, it really puts things into perspective. And then I've also, I'm trying to learn because I've caught myself on this quite a bit and I want to do a better job at really uh, remembering to live in the moment and take things in. 
um, because you'll never know if you'll have those experiences again. Um, I went to the Colosseum in Rome and I was just stressed out because I'm afraid of pigeons. <laughs> and um, I was just like, I'm sure there are pigeons in here hiding, like about to attack me. I know this is so stupid, but I was really like bothered by this one the whole time I was in Italy. And um, Jimmy, my husband, he was, we, we weren't married then, but he was like, do you want me to take a picture of you here? Cause he already had a picture of himself there. He had been in Italy for a few weeks and I was like, no, I'm just ready to go. And it's like stupid, you know, I don't have any pictures of myself at the Coliseum and I'll, who knows if I'll go back um, because I was, you know, just in one of my moods. So really just try to take things in and really be, be there for the experience. You're lying about that. I recently uh, learned how to swim in my in my in my older age, and I was like, oh, I should have done this a very long time ago. I went to a bunch of bunch of destinations where swimming was involved, and I was even in the ocean. But I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna float here, y'all, and please don't <laughs> touch me because if I fall, somebody getting hurt because I don't know if I'm gonna float back up to the top. But yeah, That's like really and even that you learned, it's on my list of things to do. Yeah, and it's, and it it really didn't take me as long as I thought. I think I I feel like as a kid, I was just you know you're just afraid of things. I, it was just a fear that I had. But as an adult, I was like, you know what? It's just water, it, and you, you can just stand up. And once I realized, you know, as a kid, like just stand up. I'm like, I don't know how to work my feet in water. I don't know how y'all do this. <laughs> but as an adult, I'm like, oh yeah, I can't just put my feet down. Uh, but it was definitely a good thing. But yeah, it's like even with flying, and looking out the window and just seeing like the water, I'm like, oh god, the plane go down. I don't know. So I think for me, it's just learning how to swim ease my mind with flying because I used to have that, which is weird because I flew a lot before I learned how to swim, but it kind of matches. So like it does, and remember your your um seat cushion is a flotation device. So Yeah, and I always one. wondered like if it going if it's going down, how I'm gonna get this seat cushion off if it's three of us <laughs> packed like sardines super close to each other. Like I feel like somebody gonna get pushed real hard and they gonna be me. That's why I get the window seat because you get that leverage. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> hopefully this never happens or it ain't gonna never happen. It's not gonna all the wood in here. <laughs> But yeah, like working and travel during the pandemic, like mm -hmm. how did you feel? Was it challenging or what were the challenges? And then like, how did you work to overcome them as well? Yeah, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> um, so I had, I had my twins in the summer of 2019 and I went back to work for my corporate job for a while. And I was just like, yeah, this isn't really working. Um, I had a super long commute because it was back in the days when they really didn't do work from home. <laughs> you know, people didn't do work from home, you know, back then. Now everyone does it. But um, it was just a lot going on. I had some postpartum depression. Um, I was like, I need to find something different. And I was already a travel agent. But I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go all in. I'm going to do this full time at the perfect time at the end of 2019. That's when I decided that. Um, so obviously the pandemic happened early 2020. I was like set up to have a really good year for travel sales that year. Um, but then so many of my clients, their trips got canceled because the parks were closed. Um, you know, cruises were not happening. Um, even when the parks reopened, a lot of people were still really apprehensive about travel um and cruises took a long time to come back I, i've got people that were booked on cruises for 2020 their cruises were canceled and they didn't book other cruises you know some people pushed their travel out some people just didn't rebook so that is a huge financial hit because a lot of people don't understand that um most travel agents get paid once their clients travel if they don't 
go on the trip, you don't get paid. So that was rough. Um, some of the travel travel companies like Disney Parks and Resorts or, you know, different cruise lines, they would honor some of the some of the payments for um like if your person was paid in full. But other than that, you know, they really didn't. And they were taking hits too because they were essentially, you know, paying travel agents commission for trips they really didn't make money on because they still had to refund or offer credits for uh, the clients who were on those trips. So long story short, that was rough. It made me reevaluate quite a bit um, some of the strategies of my business, um, some marketing you know, strategies has to be updated because it, it, it travel just wasn't the same. I mean, it, and it still isn't the same, to be 100% honest. Um, it really makes you aware of cancellation policies. <laughs> I mean, we were aware of those before, but I mean, fine print has never been so important as it was when <laughs> when everything blew up, you know, um, and travel protection. Like people, a lot of people will say, I don't need travel protection. They think it's just to cancel their trip. But now, like if I'm booking somebody for all inclusive, I'm not going to book you without travel protection, because if something I know the the guidelines have changed recently in terms of testing to get back into the country or, you know, to get into some countries even. But if you were positive for covid in Jamaica and you couldn't get home, and you didn't have travel protection like that's a whole lot of money that you're paying out of pocket. That's not going to be reimbursed. So you really need I mean, it's it's good to have an advocate for you to say, you know, hey, this is what you want to do. Let me tell you what the guidelines are to get in and out the country. And let me tell you what you need in case something does happen to you there. Um, so yeah, travel, travel was impacted hard by COVID. Um, yeah. I hope another pandemic doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we all hope that, like, definitely, <laughs> especially again, working in travel. Like I tell people, like, man, it was terrible working in travel because you would all you were doing was refunds and oh, reassurance. Yeah. It, yep. it was it was really nothing else. Refund reassurance to somebody being angry, and you like y'all y'all see what's going on outside? Ain't nobody outside. Yeah. I don't know what y'all want me to do. I'm inside trying to help y'all out. But yeah, now I mean, and 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 that's like, one of the things I talk to people who are in the travel industry and travel professionals that I'm always like I really admire and I'm really just proud of is that we didn't leave and never come back we didn't give up we kind of stayed the course and i think it made a lot of us who plan trips and help people with excursions much mm -hmm. better now because now we we were kind of forced to think about things a little bit more deeply even for example even when you say things like okay now i want to make sure you have this travel insurance and it's not necessarily protection for you it's just like hey with with the times and with the world, you just don't know what's going to happen. So it really yeah. is beneficial for you to get certain insurances to have that assurance that if something goes wrong, like hey, like I have I'm protected, and then I can figure this out, and it does have value and things like that. Yeah, and I think it's it's just crazy to think about how things were then versus like what we know now. Because when the parks first decided that they were going to close, and then everything, you know, NBA stopped, everything stopped at that point when Disney said they were closing. Um, it was, you know, the whole two weeks and we'll be all right thing. So then when the parks announced that they were going to open, I had people like ready to rebook for the, the day after they open. And so we were on the phone with Disney for hours all to, 
cancel them again because <laughs> they didn't open for months. So, uh, yeah, I, it's it did a lot. I think, like you said, it it made people in the travel industry so much more resilient and resourceful and prepared. So hopefully we don't have to use that for anything in the future. But um, I think it it we went through the fire, but I think we came out we came out all right. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, so what is it like now versus then, I guess, to travel with your family? And I know for like your kids and even for like you and your husband, like, like what are some of the goals that you have uh, in regards to curating travel experiences that are going to create, you know, lo- like lifelong and powerful memories for you all as, you know, your life continues to grow and expand and get get better as well? Um, some goals that I have for them, I would hope that they keep traveling with their friends and their families and then still with us too like um we'd like to keep like make it so that we can still be like you know traveling with our adult kids or their friends or whomever um when when we want to of course and um just make that a part of their life and something that's important that they make time and money for and then also to just let them know that like nowhere is um out of reach like whatever they want to do wherever they want to go it'll take some planning it might take some you know time to figure it out but don't think that you know this place you read about or see on the internet they'll probably see it on the internet before they read about it because it's <laughs> 2022 but um you know it's it's not out of reach no matter where it is you can go the world is open to you um, once your mom stops procrastinating and get your passports. And, <laughs> um, as far as just traveling with them, like I was saying, like we just have to kind of reset our expectations sometimes as to what we're going to get done um, and just be realistic. It's just like parenting at home except you're in a different place. <laughs> so unfortunately, like your kids, if they don't act right at home, they're probably not going to act right on vacation. So it's just, you know, prepare yourself for that. And then just like a random thing that I've come across with my family is like we go when we go to the parks, like we go hard or anywhere on vacation. Like we're up early. We're out. We don't come home until later in the day. Or like when we get up, we're we're going. We're straight to the parks or an excursion or whatever we have planned and we don't really like building a lot of time to eat and like in the beginning of the day so don't forget to feed your kids because you're probably <laughs> not gonna react too well to that so always bring snacks <laughs> some people don't know you can bring food into the disney parks they assume you can't but you totally can um I often buy a refillable popcorn bucket for my kids and just like let them eat that all day but i'm no nutritionist so don't listen to me for that but <laughs> works so take it as you may um but yeah that's um that's traveling with kids is just it's traveling with kids you you gotta you gotta uh, be flexible but we do it and um obviously it's easier when we don't have our kids with us but we're glad that they have these experiences and a lot of people say you know oh you know, I'm going to wait until my kids are older to remember things. And I totally get that. But for us, like our kids, my three-year-olds, they can tell you about Disney. They can tell you about their favorite parks. They can tell you about when they flew to LA. Um, They remember these things. And my seven-year-old, he still talks about things from trips that we've taken in the past also. And 
kids, well, kids under three are free at Disney. So definitely try to get your kids in there. If they're, my kids were two years old and like 51 weeks when we went to Disney World last year, they were free. So, or not last year, last month earlier this month so um definitely get them in there while they're free if you can and then keep going but also um kids don't remember a lot of stuff if we're gonna go by the oh they're young so they won't remember they don't they're not gonna remember their first birthday but most people throw big birthdays for their kids so i i think of it as something like that you know it's a it's an experience i want them to have and I, I definitely think it leaves impressions on them no matter how old they are. And even if when my little kids were three months when they went on their first vacation, of course, they're not going to remember that, but we've all got the pictures that they can look back on. And, it, you know, it's a memory for my, my husband and I. So take your kids on vacations and then also take vacations without your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, like, again, like, um, I understand that completely because for me, I know, um, like people, are, Oh, how'd you end up traveling to 50 countries and how'd you decide to live abroad? And, you know, as like, I've gone to therapy a lot and also just reflect on things. And I'm like, yeah, I love theme parks and amusement parks. And I made a point to go to all the universal studios because when I was eight years old, that's where I'm at. And I don't remember, like, only one thing I remember is that the King Kong ride was there and I was scared. And my mom was like, oh, you stop being a little punk. I'm like, no, nah, it's big it ass monkey scary. right there. <laughs> it was it's, 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 it's a scary ride. <laughs> like, oh, like, it's going to fall on me. You're not saying anything. You're just telling me to walk. You're not, you're not helping. But um, yeah. So and, when I, I kind of take that energy with me. Like, I love the experience. I remember having a good time. I not remember exactly what I did, but like those memories are there. And like you said, especially in today's age, photographs mean a lot. When you're a kid and you're growing up, the older you get, you have these things to reflect back on and say, hey, my parents did travel a lot. Not only did they travel a lot by themselves, they also took me. And these are things that, you know, we carry with us each other for our entire lives. And it, it may not be with travel, but it may be with a lot of other things. So I think just instilling in your kids and showing them that, hey, you were adventurous. You did go out to do different things when you were a baby. So why don't you do that now? Stop sitting in your room and being on Instagram. Go out and see mm -hmm. the world. I think all these things really do matter and really can shape uh, how kids and how we as adults now kind of see and view the world, um, which again is very, very important. So, man, thank you for that. I mean, it was, I learned so much about this today. I learned, I, I recall so much about, uh, you know, thriving and surviving through pandemic in the world of travel. Uh, but more importantly, it's just like, yeah, it's just, this is really good talking to you. Like, man, high school, like, you man. Know, it feels like we haven't, like for me, it feels like I, I have talked to you, but I haven't. I've just listened to you. <laughs> so it's it's different, but yeah. And I, okay. You sent me the link to dial in on your anniversary show and I was just nervous and I didn't. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Carl. I just can't do it. I don't know why, um, I, but it's so good to, to talk to you and I'm honored to be on the show and I hope that you keep going with whatever, however, you know, I, I blanked, like whatever iteration of your podcast you have, Six Packs, The Black X Packs, uh, Pack Up and Go, like I will be listening. So keep going um, and I'm proud of you. So good job. 
And thank you so much. And now that I'm back in America, we could probably finally link up. Hopefully at Disney. I'm not going to lie to you. Me and my fiance could pop out there. Uh, she's great at watching kids while we get on the adult rides. But <laughs> I was going to say, we, we need to leave our kids and go somewhere. And we really, maybe we should go to Universal because they're, they've revamped their King Kong ride. So it's King Kong School Island now. So King Kong's still there, you know, but you can face him and show him who's boss. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm making it all the way through this time. I ain't going to cry. I ain't cry last time. I sobbed sob loudly. But, <laughs> but Let's do it, though. I, I, I would love to meet Kelly, and it would be great to see you. So let's do it. Absolutely. And again, thank you so much, Brittany. I really appreciate it. As you guys know, I, yeah, I shouted you out on the podcast about this time. She's been a long-term listener and in support of not just this podcast, but my old one, Six Packs with Expats, uh, and then the current one I do with uh, Pack Up and Go. But thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Wish nothing but the best to you, Jimmy, the twins, your oldest son, Caleb, all you guys. Oh, you guys are going to hopefully meet me one day. Well, definitely meet me one day. We'll say hello. Um, uh, yeah, but thank you so much. Sorry, guys. Did you guys have to hear my, uh, my weird voice? <laughs> Is that your, I'm, talk, I'm talking to a child voice? <laughs> yeah, that's, that is Uncle Carl voice. Oh, hey, Olivia, Olivia. Like, why are you talking like that? Speak normal. I'm sorry. That's what I do. Uh, but thank you so much, Brittany. I really appreciate it. Oh, is there anything else you want to add? Any questions you have for me? Anything else you want to uh, um, mention about the work that you do or anything else? Um, so regarding travel planning, I do, um, obviously I specialize in theme parks. So Disney, Walt Disney World, Disneyland in California, Disney Cruise Line, uh, Walt, sorry, Disney also has their own private tour company called Adventures by Disney, which, um, has tours all around the world, um, all seven continents actually. And they even just have, um, they announced a new tour that they have for, um, the uber wealthy essentially but or if you win the lottery or whatever if you just balling out if you got a crypto cryptocurrency that you want to cash in or something however you get your money i'm not judging um but it's pricey it is an around the world tour where it goes to all of the disney theme parks as well as a few other like big um destinations around the world and you also get to fly on a private um disney 757 like just for the tour group which is kind of crazy um but any but they also have more attainable um private tours one that one that's on my bucket list is a south african tour you do mount kilimanjaro johannesburg um some really cool things there um and also with the Disney and the Universal destinations, I can get you to an all-inclusive resort. I've had a lot of happy couples and groups. I've got a bachelor bachelor party group going soon and even some solo travelers going all throughout the Caribbean. Um, so yeah, I am more than happy to help you with a trip. Um, and yeah. Oh, Carl, I did have a question for you. So you, you were looking at a trip to Universal uh, I think it was supposed to be early this year. Are, is that what you were referring to that you can't rally your friends around? Or yeah, no more busters. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, it's my birthday, y'all. First, first year back in America, full time birthday party. Everybody like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, John. Oh man, I got to do this. And Blake. Oh, these are all people went to high school with John Blake. Oh yeah, Jeremiah out in California. Oh, I can't make it, man. Oh, punks. So I'm just going by myself. I, I hopefully if Kelly want to go, cool. But I'm planning to go just by myself. <laughs> well, let me know. <laughs> either get with it or get left out. I'm I'm not waiting on nobody no more. 
Honestly, that's what I was trying to. You know the memes when it's like traveling or planning a tra- um a trip with a group and then it's like all of the people emojis and then it starts dwindling down and as it gets <laughs> the trip is like just you. That's literally how it is sometimes. Yeah, oh, man, I was trying to be like you so fun. Yeah, so I am going. I'm carving it out for myself for my birthday this year. I'm making it a point to go. One, because it's oh, I was in Chicago last year, but even being in Austin, I just want to be I want to do it. I've never done it before. Like, like even for New Year's, like, so my last question, sorry guys, I know I said this is the last question, but this is the real one. Is it a good place to be for like New Year's, New Year's Eve, the countdown? I know they have fireworks. Yeah, Disney. Um, so I will speak more towards Disney for New Year's Eve. I think Universal, Universal does have something, but it's not as big as Disney. Um, usually Epcot is the place to be for New Year's Eve fireworks. And it even closes to capacity some days for that because it's just so many people. Um, but they do, they, so Epcot has the world showcase. Half of Epcot is um, Future World, even though they're changing the name. So don't hold me to that. If y'all know Disney, don't judge me. Um, and then the other half of Disney is, or I'm sorry, of Epcot is World Showcase. And World Showcase is where they have like a pavilion for each, not each country, but multiple uh countries have their own little pavilions and they actually do the different new year's eve celebrations for each country in those areas because a lot of the employees in those pavilions are from those countries and through they do it they celebrate it throughout the day so whenever it turns midnight in Morocco, they have the Morocco party and they get it in and <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. It's a re- really good environment. And then at midnight, they do the big fireworks show. Um, so yeah, it was, it's definitely somewhere to ring in the new year. And if anything, it's nice to be outside and ring in the new year and not be freezing like you would in Illinois. So that's reason enough to go. Absolutely. And for you guys looking, plan ahead. Those things sell out really fast. Sometimes they sell out early in the year. But uh, don't don't show up in November like, oh, y'all still trying to go? Because, no, we already booked and we ain't got no room for you. So <laughs> just just know that. Uh, again. Respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Brittany, for joining me here on another episode of the Black Expat Podcast. It's been more than an honor. Thank you so very much. And thank you to everyone for tuning in to yet another episode of the Black Expert Podcast. I'm your host, Carl. Uh, Again, another warm and kind thank you to Brittany. Uh, You guys know what time it is. We out, shit.